Hello! Hi! And welcome to our London to Brooklyn podcast. The 10th episode. Ooh, last episode of season one and of 2020. Woo! God, we what? made it. What the hell? It's already our 10th episode. Insane. That's pretty, pretty incredible. Hell yeah. It's this, been so great. It's yeah. been such a blast. This started as uh, just a boredom project and yeah. now it's become... Dare I say a lifeline? Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice. It's kind of like a little hobby pastime. It, it's a gig. It's a gig. Um, I will not say it's a financially successful gig, so if <laughs> any or any, you know anyone who wants to sponsor us, let I'm, us know. My phone is up. Or if you want to... I take, I take emails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have an email. It's londontobrooklyn97 mm-hmm. at gmail.com. 97, obviously, our birth year. Our birth year. In case obviously. you didn't know. Obviously. Not to, like, throw a curveball <laughs> everyone. Alright, so we're gonna get started really strong on this episode with the latest episode of Mandalorian, chapter 14, The Tragedy. And what a tra- tra- tragedy it was. It was. It was tragic. It was, um, it was a pretty intense episode. For but- under 30 minutes... It was, was intense. Ripped. Uh, rest in peace, Razor Crest. That poor. This is uh, in case you didn't know. We're about to go into spoilers. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, uh, Mando has no more ship. So this episode takes place on the planet of Tython. Mando has taken Baby Yodes, or as he's formerly known as Grogu, to this planet that supposedly has this mythic Jedi temple. And it's real. It's, it's there. Real, it works. Where he's going to communicate through the Force and reach out and choose his new path. But on the planet Tython, who do they meet? Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Woo, woo. Boba Fett. And Fennec. And Fennec. She's played back. Played by the incomparable. Is she part droid now? I think she's part droid. Mm-hmm. Um, played by our favorite Mulan, personally. Mm-hmm, Ming-Yan Wen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's so good. And then Boba Fett is played by the voice actor from Django Fett, Tamara Morrison. Yeah. I'm 90% sure is how you pronounce his name. Sure, sure, sure. Um, while they're on Tython, they... that Finally, the beacon that was talked about in a prior episode alerts Moff Gideon and his motley crew that they're on the planet and they come and attack... They come and attack Baby Yoda in arguably what is his most vulnerable because he's just straight meditating. Yeah. Nothing but vibes for our guy Grogu. And he's really communicating through the force. There's this literal force, force field around him. It mm-hmm. looks like he's like in a trance. Like, like he's, he, he's meditating. Like, like it's, it's, it's working. I don't know who he talked to in that, but. I think we'll, hopefully we'll find out. Hopefully we'll find out, yeah. Um, chaos ensues yep. as Boba and Mando reach an agreement to help each other out. Uh, Boba's weapon, that little, like... The little staff. Uh, staff was, like, the little tourniquet, tourniquet thing. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the little dagger. So cool. Very cool. It was cool. crushing these stormtroopers. I was like, if this was rated R, this would be bloody. I mean, the just the sheer violence that Boba Fett was able to unleash on these stormtroopers just reminded me of how effing cool he was when mm-hmm. we were kids. Because to me, Boba Fett... When I first heard, like, when I first watched Star Wars, I didn't care about him. Yeah. But I was confused why people made such a big deal about mm-hmm. 
Because as far as I know, he was a bounty hunter who kind of failed and then ended up in a Sarlacc pit because yeah. his jetpack got fucked up. Literally. So I didn't see the whole hype. But it was in this episode where I was like, fuck yeah, Boba Fett. Yeah. He's really cool. Can't kick ass. Mad respect. Mm -hmm. um, and like Helena alluded to at the beginning, the Razor Crest, that beautiful 2004 Honda Civic, is uh, <laughs> no longer with us. It's been blown up. Were you emotional when you saw it get blown up? I was kind of like, oh, shit. I mean, I was joking he needed a new ship. Yeah, we all But were. I guess now he'll get a new one? He has to, in some so. way. It, I, I saw a lot of reactions online where people were, were like, prior to this episode, like, man, I hate the Razor yeah. Crest. It sucks. Post this episode, what a beautiful ship she was. <laughs> she was so good. I was just like, oh, thank God Boba got his armor before it got blown up. Um, I, I realized, uh, in that ship was that, like, rifle that Mando had, that, like, yeah. evaporation rifle. Yeah, well, it's, it's gone. It's no more. But at least his, um, staff. His Beskar staff. Yes. Is. Survived. Yes. So, Which that'll is, be useful. Yeah. Hopefully. It's gotta. It'll uh, be a cool weapon if he learns Oh, and, it. uh, Grogu gets kidnapped. Yeah, that was sad. I was like, well, fuck. It's this about is... time they had a real conflict. Yeah, you know? for sure. And the squad Mando's putting together, Ocean's Eleven style squad. Hell yeah. We got Avenger Boba, style we too. We got Finnick. We got Cara Dune. I assume Grief Karga is going to come mm -hmm. in. He's going to go to his old squad, Mayfield, from the mm -hmm. Prisoner episode. So Maybe Ahsoka will come back? If Ahsoka comes back, hell yeah. I'm just saying, Moff Gideon doesn't look... I wouldn't want to be Moff Gideon if I had that crew coming up. No, they me. stand... No chance. No. So, it's, I'm really excited for the next two episodes. I wonder where they'll, like, finish this season. Me too. Me too. Uh, yeah. This is definitely one of my favorite episodes of season Me two. too. It was really intense. Stakes were high. We finally see, like, Moff Gideon be like, okay, game time. Let's get this shit started. It's bringing Moff Gideon more into the forefront as the main villain. Yeah, like, here's all my powers, what I can do. Exactly. Did not come to play. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, so... Very nervous still. It was. It's gonna be great. But we'll see. We'll recap very, the next episode. Very, very excited. We'll we'll recap in the new year. We'll recap in the new year. We'll bring it back. We'll be like, okay, what do we think of the last two episodes? Surprise is the last episode of twenty twenty, and we're <laughs> you know going away. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just go on break and then come back. Yeah. And start things up again. I'm sure you all are excited to maybe not hear our voices every Friday. No, they'll miss us. I know. Well, my family will see me live. Yeah. I can give them a live show of the podcast, which is just me talking about what I've been watching. Well, I know, like, friends who've listened to this, they're like, it just sounds like I'm talking to you, except I can't reciprocate. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, so normal conversation. <laughs> Great. But, yeah, it's been, it's really fun. Um, and if you still haven't watched The Mandalorian, what are you doing? Get on it. Get, watch it right now. Thank it's you. It's so good. Um, a next show that we've recently just binged, because it was only six episodes, yet there were very long episodes. It was a struggle. It was The Undoing that had so much hype everywhere. On HBO Max. I kept hearing about it everywhere. The Undoing, The Undoing, The Undoing. I think well, it, was just a finally, it was a fix for people. Yeah, we finally watched The Undoing. If you, if you can't tell, we didn't love it. Like, clearly, it, the hype was more relevant than the actual show was. To me. Yeah, for sure. I was like, uh, okay. Well, because, like, 
I thought that the hype was like there was this like major twist that mm-hmm. was gonna happen, or at least they were gonna like try and frame different people that did the murder. But actually, it was just the same person all along. Well, I wanted it to be like Big Little Lies, where we found out more secrets as the show went yeah, on. Yeah, and, and the secrets like this... were just surrounded around one person, there, kind of. The main character is Nicole Kim, in, and yet I learned virtually nothing about her. Yeah, I thought at some point that she might have killed her, but after we're like, okay, no, it's really relying around him mm-hmm. and his secrets. My tea is don't go see the undoing yeah i don't think i would recommend it unless you're like it's also kind of racist like they they make the husband of the victim who he is a hispanic gentleman they make him seem really violent and cruel yeah and i hated that he was framed for it and that somehow of course the victim is the crazy one Mm -hmm. i didn't like that i don't like when you make victims after they were dead like somehow their fault like they're dead because of themselves yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it either. It's also a very gruesome death. Totally. And, like... Very in vain of um, Game of Thrones. And it's, of course, like... It shows, like, oh, wow, this fancy white man doctor can get himself out of jail and, like, people can still believe him, believe him and stuff. I don't know. It was just... Yeah, I'm having a hard time sympathizing with rich white men. Yeah, absolutely not. So I wasn't vibing with uh, Hugh like, Grant's character. Me neither. I was just like, yep, you're psycho. Yeah. You're absolute psycho. You're a psycho and I don't want you on my screen anymore. Yeah. Also, none, no actors in this show were Americans. Yeah, not that I can think of. They were all taking jobs from native New Yorkers. <laughs> this is a show fully ingrained in New York City. And Hugh Grant, Nicole Kidman, Donald Sutherland is Canadian. I yeah. looked it up. Well, he's not American. Though. He's not American. No, Jupe the kid is British. Uh, the murder. The girl who was murdered is she's Italian. Italian. The lawyer Haley Fitzgerald. She's British. And then the prosecutor is Danish. It's Danish, yeah. So, once if I mean, no that's one fine. opens the door. It's just for like... native New Yorker. <laughs> it's a lot of actors free in New York. Yeah, there's plenty of actors. You can find them on any nook and cranny. Yeah. But, I don't know, it, g- it gave us entertainment for a few nights, but... Yeah. I would say the best episodes are the first couple episodes when you For sure, for sure. When the mystery is still very prevalent. Because the ending's like, all right. Yeah, I wasn't excited. Yeah, exactly. The coats are beautiful. Her, her fashion is not bad. I think my favorite was the red coat. I like the red coat, too. Yeah, the green gave me crocodile vibes. Oh, I still really liked it. Yeah. I didn't dislike any of her outfits as far as I can think of. I didn't dislike it. It just reminded me of a crocodile. Interesting. Because it was, like, kind of, like, weird scaling. I don't know. I okay. don't know. All right, and we're back. So we're going to go through our recaps of 2020 mm-hmm. and our top 10 movies of 2020, top 10 um, uh, TV shows of 2020, top 10 albums of 2020, and top 10 books that we read in 2020. Yeah, not just books released. So, apart from the books, everything else will have been things that have been released in the year of 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, Just for the books, it's books that we enjoyed and loved in the year of 2020. We set some really strict parameters for this, so our list will be probably interesting. Yes. Because, I don't know about you, but I think a lot of people turn to things they were familiar with this year Absolutely. as a comforting yeah, tool. Yeah, or like older movies. Like I rewatched older a lot shows. of shows that I've seen before. Yeah. And especially movies because theaters 
weren't open. Yeah, so not a lot of things came out, or we didn't have a lot of options Yeah, for movies to watch, I feel. So it's, and even if Netflix was like, this is new on Netflix, it's not new in you exactly. know, real life. Like, I watched Uncut Gems for the first time mm-hmm. this year, because it was new to Netflix, but yeah. that came out last year, so... And, uh, and some new movies that came out were not good. Not like, good. Mulan, I... It's not on my list. It's not on my list. It's not good. Um, there's also a lot of new movies coming out in the next couple of weeks that I'm pretty certain would be on my list. Me too, me but too. I haven't seen them yet, so yeah, I'll give I, them a I shout out at the end. Yeah, I didn't include one of them because I know it'll be on my list, so I'm going to leave I it know, there. I know, um, All right, so should we go ahead and start with our... With our movies. Top 10 movies of yeah. the year of 2020. This feels like an award ceremony. It is. Um, we can start. We'll start with 10. Start with 10. And okay. work our way up. Well, we're going to bounce back and forth. This See list. See if we have any matching ones. This list is chaos. Okay. okay. What's your number 10? My number 10 is The Holiday on Netflix. <laughs> Thanks for coming, folks. It's been a great episode. And we'll see you <laughs> in the next year. What? Dude, there's not a lot of movies that came out in 2020 that I saw or that I enjoyed. Okay. So Who's it directed by? Do you know? No idea. Okay. It's The Holiday, the one with uh, Emma Roberts and uh, that Australian dude. I know who. I know what you're talking about. It was funny. It was cute. So I'm, I'm sure. I, I, yes. I enjoyed it, so it's going to stay on this top 10 list. Uh, by John Whitesell. Sure. That's the director. Sure. Great. We love that. Um, okay. What, what's your number 10? My number 10 is I'm Thinking of Ending Things by oh my Charlie God. Kaufman. <laughs> and I, it was so weird, but it's so kind of, that's my kind of weird. I know. It's like... like I, I want to really dig into something and think about it. It makes sense on your top 10. Because I'm weird? No, but... <laughs> <laughs> you like those movies that I, make you think. I do. And and things like that, so I think that was good. Yeah. I, I, I respect it. What's your number 9? My number nine is Black is King by uh, yes. Beyonce. Yes, that was really good. I forgot about that Plus. one. It was, um, it's her kind of her uh, film uh, adaptation of The Gift, yeah. the soundtrack for mm-hmm. Lion King, and it is a visually stunning movie. She it's really good. did an incredible job. Everything is very immaculate the details are incredible there's kind of a storyline that follows through and it falls in tandem with the lion king itself absolutely stunning i highly recommend it it's really good i enjoyed it as well i didn't remember i didn't oh my god it's like blew out my mind we watched it a while ago i know it was so good um what's your number nine enola holmes Oh, that is cute. Yeah, that so is I was like, one. we enjoyed that movie. Yeah. It'll be on the list. Totally. I'm like, I went with, did I enjoy this? Yes, it's on the list. It's on, again, so few 2020 movies yeah. this year. What's your number eight? My number eight is The Old Guard. Oh, nice. Netflix. Nice. So yeah. good, so good. That's a Charlie's Theron um, action film. What I, I don't typically like action films on their own. I need them to have another, like, thing about them. And this one is interesting because these figures are immortal. So you see how they worked through time to become this really core dominant group where they fight crime. And it's a really, it's also a woman directed. I need to look up her name because I kind of forget it. But Charlize Theron produced it. So it's female-led production which is incredible because you don't really see that 
It's directed by Gina Price Bythewood. Nice. It's a great film. Highly recommend The Oligar on Netflix. I really like it. It's somewhere else on my list, too. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. What's your number eight? It's Extraction I don't on sh- Netflix. Oh, my God. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's on the list. It's a movie with Chris Hemsworth on yeah. Netflix where yeah. they shoot up things and he saves a kid. Mm-hmm. I yep. haven't seen it. It's great. It's just action. Yeah. Just pure action. But I enjoyed it. What a, so, what a tandem. Makes it in the top ten. Okay. What's your seven? Um, My seven is Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift film by Lana Turner. Oh, nice. The documentary about the Sundance. Did that come out this year? It came out in January. Damn it. I should have included it. I thought it came out in 2019. No, it came out in January. Um, It's a really inside look into Taylor Swift and her kind really of political good. movement that yeah. she started. And it talks a lot about Lover which I think is interesting because you go more into her mindset behind Lover as a whole, like the era. And, I mean, if you ha- if this is your first podcast of ours that you're tuning into, I really like Taylor Swift. So she's going to come up later. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, What's your number seven? My number seven, and now that I remember that Miss Americana was mm. came out in 2020, I think Miss Americana would be number seven with or athlete a okay that was the gymnast documentary on netflix uh-huh. about sexual harassment gotcha. and the um usa gymnastics team and world kind of everywhere that happens in gymnastics it was, it was pretty messed up but i, I think it's important for people to watch mm-hmm. um because it's been happening for a while and nobody stopped yeah. that doctor so it's scary it's very scary, scary to know this went on for so long but the documentary was very well made good it's it's very good i highly recommend it yeah a lot of people were talking about it it's i haven't a, seen it but. it's important to watch it mm-hmm. mm. but yeah so those are my number seven nice what's, what's your you? number six <laughs> my number six shout out to Oj, uh is palm springs oh i need Hulu. to watch that one it's really good um, it's with Andy Samberg and Kristen Maloney. It's a, uh, Groundhog Day style film where these two people have to repeat the same day over and over again, which is a wedding in Palm Springs. Hilarity ensues. J.K. Simmons is in it. Highly, it's very, it's kind of emotional in ways I didn't expect it to be where it talks about humanity and how to live your life with the same mistakes over and over again. But these characters, what I also really liked is that they eventually dig themselves out of a hole and you show real character development over time. Highly recommend Palm Springs. Nice. I'll have to watch it. I really want to see it. It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your number six? My number six is Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. I actually never saw that. It's really good. Yeah. It's actually, it's much better than Suicide Squad, That's in my good. opinion. Good. And I like the squad that's in that movie. It's also Ewan McGregor as the evil person right, in it. Right. And he's hilarious. Nice. Um, so I actually really enjoyed that movie. So here it is. It makes the top ten. I enjoyed it. It was fun. There was action. Good. There was a good cast. <laughs> Let's go top ten. I'm waiting for you to get to a movie that you love on this <laughs> list. Yeah, me too. Um, um, what's your number five? My number five? Um... I don't know if you know this, but I love Taylor Swift. <laughs> so my number five is Folklore, The Long Pond Sessions, that just came out on Disney+. Plus. Yes, so it's, good. Um, a recording of her, Jack Antonoff, and Aaron Dessner performing the songs from Folklore all together for the first time, and then she goes deep into the songwriting process. 
it's like an hour and 45 minutes. It's great. I love her so much. And if you really are interested in the songwriting process behind it, highly recommend. Nice. I really loved it too. It's somewhere else on my list. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, what's your number five? It's Wonder Woman 1984. You haven't seen it. You have not seen it. But I know I'll like it okay. and I'll enjoy it. So sure. it will be on the 2020 top 10 list. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I can't say much about this movie because it has not come out, but it's coming out December 25th on <laughs> HBO Max. Another reason to get HBO. HBO Max, God, okay. Um, so I'll go straight to my top four. Yeah, okay. Which, uh, my number four, which is Folklore. Nice. Which you just talked about, so we could skip me. <laughs> What's your number four? Um, my number four is Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. Back to back Disney+. Plus. Can you count that? Yeah, because it's a movie. Okay. It's directed by, not Alec Lackmore. Oh my gosh, who's, I can't think of his name. I completely just blanked on his name. But... It is, I mean, I, re, I like, saw it, like, three or four times, and it it's really made good. me extremely happy. It's a really well-made, I don't know if you want to call it a documentary, but it's a really well-made recording of this incredible Broadway show, and I think if you didn't get a chance to see Hamilton, this is a great alternative, Yeah. and if you did get a chance to see Hamilton, kudos to you, but you would also enjoy this, because you get to relive through the experience. Yeah. And it was the... Perfect mid-quarantine pick-me-up, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it was really good. I mean, I've seen Hamilton live, but <laughs> I miss it so much. So yeah. as soon as it's it's back on Broadway, this is where I'll be. Nice. Um, number three. What's your number three? My number three is Tenant. Nice. By Mr. Christopher Nolan. Um, we did a whole ass podcast about it. Yeah, so, so I'm gonna it's go, just going to be number three. It's just going to be number three, yeah. Uh, my number three is Onward. Nice. Yeah. I think it's, it's on Pixar. Disney. It's Pixar on Disney Plus. It's on it's Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's number three. It's um it didn't make my top ten. Did you watch it? Yeah. I didn't know you watched it. I watched it. I I think it's one of the first movies I saw I when like, I was off the ship because I didn't watch any movies when I was on the ship. Right. So it was one of the first ones that I was like, Oh, I missed movies and I was like, Great, it was fun. It was one of the first ones I watched in quarantine. It's on there. I mean, there's not really any movies that I fell in love with, clearly, in 2020, I think. That's sad. Um, so, there it is. Um, number two. Number two for me is The Old Guard. Nice. So, pure action movie, fun time. Yeah. Enjoyed it. It's number great. Number two. I'm excited for, um... The sequel. Yeah. I'm very excited for the sequel. It's a great cast. Um, my number two is... The Five Bloods, nice. a Spike Lee joint, is so good. I I love Spike Lee as a filmmaker and as a person. I've never met him yeah. personally, but I feel like he's great. There's a part of me that's convinced I'm going to run into him while now that I live in Brooklyn. And you have to I, go to a basketball game. You have to go see the I'll, Knicks. I'll be a Knicks fan if I have <laughs> to. I would love to meet Spike Lee. But The Five Bloods came out on Netflix. I really, It's a long movie. It's a really long film. But it is incredibly well made incredibly well acted it's what i think is chat one of chadwick boseman's greatest roles and i i thought i knew a lot about the vietnam war but seeing it from because so many of the soldiers going over there were black men but a lot of people don't really realize that it was not an equal fight by any means so getting their point of view 
and seeing how it affected them long term and seeing how it affected the Vietnamese long term is very interesting. And this is just an incredible film. It is pretty gory at times, but it's also really heartbreaking. And um, Delroy Jenkins does one of the best performances I've ever seen. I think he's going to be nominated for Best Actor. He plays this, uh, you know, Vietnam vet who goes to Vietnam with his son, and he's this, like, Trump-loving, conservative guy. And he just has this full and complete breakdown coming back to Vietnam because it brings back all this memories and trauma. And this core group of friends that all go back are just trying to deal with the ramifications of what the war did. I haven't talked about it on this podcast, so that's why I'm going in depth. But I really recommend Defy Bloods if you have, like, three hours. Yeah, it's on my list for sure. Yeah. I wanted to, I went to watch it because I heard about it, I think, on a podcast. And then I saw that it was on Netflix. So, it's, yeah. it's on my list to watch. It, it's, it's just, it's a lot. And I know it's emotional. So it's very emotional. It's something to watch when you're in a good mental head, headspace. Yeah. And ready to, like, tackle you're it. You're going to really think about it. Um. What is your number one film of the year? Tenet. That's one movie I loved. That's I'm glad. the one movie I loved yeah, in 2020. It's a great film. I think it's because we waited for it for so long. Yeah. And it didn't disappoint me. No. So I was like, hell yes. It's only the only movie you've seen in a theater this year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Tenet wins the cup nice. for the movies of 2020 for me. Hell yeah. For sure. Hell yeah. What about you? Um, I My number one is... An Aaron Sorkin entree, I will say. <laughs> I try to think of another word. It is the trial of the Chicago 7. And I did a whole podcast about it. <laughs> I'm not surprised it's your number one. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. And I will not speak too much because you can go back and listen to the episode, but... I am a huge fan of Aaron Sorkin. This is an Aaron Sorkin film, first and foremost. While I did have a lot of issues with the film at the time, I like I can't deny how it made me feel and how excited I got watching it. And it's really relevant to what's going on today. So, Hell yeah. On Netflix. Written and directed by Mr. Sorkin himself. And Die Five Bloods is on Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we said that. Yeah, but. Netflix really popping out some yeah, good films this year. Very good. They were like, okay, we have to step it up now. Yeah. People are counting Shit. on us. Yeah, I'm happy for them. All right, this Yay, one, this, this next category was much harder to do, and I feel like I forgot a lot of shows. TV, oh, this, because I think I watched more TV than movies this year, so I had to really same, narrow it down. Same, and I was like, this is really hard. First, because I can't remember what I watched. Second, yeah, because I don't know... I don't know. I don't know. Can I go back to movies real quick? Yeah, sure. I want to give just the briefest shout out to, <laughs> I think there will be two movies on my list, maybe three movies that would be on my top 10, but I haven't seen them oh, yet. Oh, yes. Give them a shout out. Yes. Yeah, so I think Wonder Woman will probably, would yeah. be on my list. Yeah. Um, Monk, or Mank, sorry, that's coming, that just came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's by David Fincher. It's about the writer for um, Susan Kane. Really want to see that. And then um, another Netflix film, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, mm-hmm. is Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman. It's his last performance. It's getting really good reviews, so I'm very excited to see it. When did it, it come out? Uh, Ma Rainey's hasn't come out yet. It comes out December 18th? Yes, it's, it's on our calendar. I think it's on our movie calendar. It's on our movie calendar. <laughs> but um, Mank just came out like two days ago, and, and I haven't been able to see it. And Mank and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom are? Netflix. Netflix, yes, correct. Again, Netflix. Once again, uh, yes. popping out. Okay, sorry. TV shows. TV shows of 2020. Very hard. Very, Very hard. I have a lot of notable mentions that didn't Me too. Make the cut. 
same. Um, what's your number ten, darling? Selling Sunset season uh, three. <laughs> what is Selling Sunset about? It's about re- realtors. realtors. Yeah, but like, but like, if you say realtors, but like with heart, I'm gonna throw no, something at no. you. No, no, I was gonna say like, are they realtors? <laughs> I don't know. They're like, it's like these like really rich, um, uh, Hollywood girls. Okay. Like, they're all like have perfect blonde hair. They have a lot of Botox. Mm-hmm. Um, they have always like really good clothes. They have really nice houses. So I'm like, mm, is this like, is this a hobby? This realtor thing? Because I think it is. Yeah. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot of drama. So I watch it for the drama. And there's some dope houses in there. There's some fun's cameo because they do like um, try to sell houses to like celebrities. Isn't Tay Diggs in it? Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, He's yeah. really cool. And his house that she tries to sell him is really cool as well. Nice. Um, so there's, and there's Chriselle Strauss, who was on Dancing with the Stars this past mm-hmm. season. Um, so I don't know. It's a fun show with lots of drama and nice houses, and it's in um, L.A. So I'm Lovely. always down for a reality TV show in L.A. And this one took me by surprise. I wasn't really expecting anything of it, and yeah. then I was hooked. Oh, nice. I was like, oh, my God, this is so fun. Should I become a realtor? I think you got Emily to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Martha watched it as well. I got yeah. my sister into it. Um, a lot of people are into it. Nice. And, um, all of those girls who are on it are big on Instagram. Oh, So, cool. fun show. Right. Rock and roll. <laughs> What's your number 10? Um, my number 10, a little bit of a surprise, is uh, Love, Victor oh, on yes, Hulu. Oh, yes. On Hulu. Um, it is a kind of a sequel series to Love, Simon, the... Um, Com- rom-com that came out I guess we would have been seniors in college so like three years ago, two years ago I think so I don't remember but the movie I thought was really good it was really good I was, really like Love Simon Nick Robinson Nick Robinson who I find so yummy mm-hmm. um and this is just I don't know why I said yummy <laughs> I I think I'm hungry um any anyways do what you will with that um so this is a kind of, it's not necessarily like, it's not the same cast, but it takes place in the same high school and kind of deals with some of the same issues. It's just like a really feel good show because it shows the, um, like, uh, power behind family and friendship and no one is a bad person on this show. Mm-hmm. They all are really interesting people. And usually I don't like teen shows. But I really felt for these. It was a suggestion by Aaron Polson, who's and I like watched it all in a day because it came in quarantine. Nice. So it's, it's a great. I kind of want to watch show. it. I know it's on Hulu, so I think you would like and it. And I, I did love, I did like love, love Simon. Yeah, so totally. I'm definitely gonna watch it. It's a it. good time. It makes me, it made me smile. That's good. Yeah, that's good. We like that, which I needed. That's enough to be on the top ten. Thank God. Smile, enjoy it. Great. Yeah. What's your number nine? My number nine is Dead to Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Season. It's somewhere on my list as well. I love Dead to Me. It's so fascinating. Um, Christina Applegate. So good. So good. Um, I cannot remember her name. Me neither. I was trying to think of it. Just, it's Velma from Scooby-Doo. It's Vel- her name just completely flew from my head. Give me <gasps> the briefest of seconds. It's, um, it's, it's Italian sounding. Yes, that's what I was trying uh, to say. It's. It is because she is just Linda Cardellini. Yes, Linda. Linda. Yes. I think I like Linda's character the best. 
I like Christina. You like Christina Applegate? Applegate? Yeah. That's totally fine. Honestly, yeah. because I think one's blonde and one's a different color hair. Yeah, so that, that fits, fits our personalities. Yeah. Um, Dead to Me was just amazing. So good. And it left it on a great cliffhanger, which I'm very excited for. I'm super excited. I was like, ooh. Yeah, if you want a good, like, juicy show. And it's really fast to binge. It's, it's like 30-minute episodes. Yeah, it's so good. It's two seasons, highly, give it a good shot, because it's really well-written as well, and incredibly acted. Mm-hmm. So. It's really good. Dead to Me, on Netflix. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What's your number nine? Um, it's What We Do in the Shadows, season two. <gasps> Hell yeah. Cause, Hell yeah. Because I was like, I really want to put it on there. And then I looked it up, and the season two came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this counts. Yeah. I loved it. It's so. it's hilarious. I think we talked about it. We did. We in talked another about the podcast. Yeah. So, and it's on my list. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. What We Do in the Shadows, season two on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So good. Amazing. Um, Number eight. Number eight. Oh, God. <laughs> You're going to judge me. That's fine. Uh, but it it was fun, and I enjoyed it. I'm trying so to read your So it's going to stay on this list. It's, oh, my God. <laughs> it's Outer Banks on Netflix. You know I never finish Outer Banks. It's fine. Yeah. It's okay. I liked um, it. Why is it number eight on your list? Uh, Because, I don't know, it was a pleasant surprise. Sure. I didn't know what to expect again. I was like, oh, my God, you know, and... I don't know who told me that it was good, um, but I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And then it was really good. Um, I really like the characters. Okay. Um, I think they're all kind of messed up, and they're really yeah. fun. I think my favorite character is JJ. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's cute. He's yeah. the blonde one who kind of goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not crazy, but he's you, he's the one with the most baggage. I'm not saying you have a type. But, um, so, <laughs> JJ. But, yeah, I think they're like, I don't know, the characters grow on you, and you kind of sure. like... I don't know. They're like, it's fun. Yeah. It's a fun show. It's a very fun show. I mean, I don't. Good I wouldn't say they show. have like lots of fun on the show. They're pretty stressed out all of throughout the episodes. Yeah. But again, they um they finish it up to set it up for season two, and I think they're filming season two right now. I think they are. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do mm-hmm. with this. Nice. I want to see more of JJ. I think. I think. If the show was just about JJ, it's fine with you'd be, me. You'd be happy. Yeah. Nice. So. Outer Banks, what's your number eight? My number eight is The Boys, season two. Ah, uh, yes. If I had seen it, it would probably be on my list as well. The Boys is so good. I think I'm going to watch it over break. Thank you, Martha, for convincing me to watch it. And season two was just another, like, because I watched season one, season two, back to back. And you just saw how season two took it to a whole new level. So do you think you like season two better? I think so, mm-hmm. because there's a lot more going on. Nice. Um, Season one is a great season by no means um but season two you see more of the backstories of these different characters and they introduce a whole new character who really throws a wrench and everything i'm talking about stormfront and um i think the boys is just a great show overall it's super raunchy super raunchy and it's on amazon prime nice so that's my little elevator speed we like it yeah um number seven what's your number seven my number seven is the good place final season Shoot, I forgot that came out this year. I forgot too, and then I saw it on this, like, best shows of 2020. I was like, I watched that. I I love The Good Place. It was a great final season. It was I'm glad they ended it where they wanted, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. So if you haven't seen The Good Place, I highly recommend it. Same. Um, is it on Netflix? It's on NBC, so I'd assume it'd be on... It's on Netflix, but maybe it'll be on Peacock. Yeah, because I bought it. I bought the whole final season. And then I watched the previous seasons on Netflix, but now that there's Peacock, it might be on Peacock. I, yeah, someone... Fact check us. 
Call in. Yeah, it's <laughs> either know. on Peacock or Netflix, but I really enjoyed The Good Place. So it's a yeah, it's a great show. What's your number seven? Um, uh, my number seven is the Umbrella Academy season two. Nice, nice. Um, uh, we we talked about the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm, we did. Um, so I won't go into too much detail. Season two is great. It's leaving on a really good cliffhanger mm-hmm. that's going to set up for a really exciting season three. I'm so excited for season three. They've been renewed, so they're going to start filming mm-hmm. soon in 2021. And I liked how this season took place in a new location. Yes. So each season now, I feel like it's going to have a really distinct feel. Yeah. Which, which is I like. good we, for we a show. We like that. Yeah. Number six. What's your number six? My number six is Dead to Me season two. Work! So you've already talked a lot about Dead to Me, but yes, I love Dead to Me. Um... It was really good. I've been watched both seasons back to back. Loved it. Highly recommend it. Yeah. So, dead to me. Dead to me. Um, my number six, RuPaul's Drag Race season 12. Oh, nice. I yes. think season 12 is going to be See? Go. You have some reality TV on your list as well. I wasn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, nah. this is the only one. Oh, I only have alert. one as well. That's surprising. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom. Yeah. But as a whole, as a, <laughs> as a whole 2020, there's a lot more reality TV going on. Uh, but RuPaul's Drag Race season 12, I think season 12 is going to go down in history as one of the best seasons of RuPaul's mm-hmm. Drag Race. Um, even though it had a lot of controversy around it, because we had the Sherry Pie issue, we had Pandemic that came up and, you know, ruined the finale in a way. And that was also, a lot was going on with RuPaul as a whole. People, you know, don't really know if we like RuPaul or not. Mm-hmm. We're still figuring that out. But the show, this is, like, probably the best cast they've ever had. There were no duds. And usually there's always a couple queens that are just there to make the numbers. Mm-hmm. But, like, every episode, I truly couldn't fathom a girl going home. And the winner, Jada Essence Hall, is so deserving. She is incredible. They just announced season 13 mm-hmm. today, so we're very excited. I'm so excited. I looked at the Queens. Is there any that you like? There's a few New Yorkers. There's a few New Yorkers. Um, yeah, I, I, there's a few that I recognize their names. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I watched their Meet the Queens videos, and there's some that really stuck out to me. Okay, nice. We, um, we can talk about Well, yeah. I won't, I, won't, I won't bore you all at home right now. But we'll, we'll talk after we'll, this. We'll talk after this. Yeah. Um, so RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. Also, because big shout out, this is the season that got my parents into Drag Race. And now they watch it on their own. Hell yes. It's so good. It's, I'm watching. I'm yeah. going through the seasons again right now. So Yeah. Season 12 is one of the best. Excited for Season 13. That comes out on New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Woo! Um, number five. My number five is Schitt's Creek Season 6. Hell yeah. The final season of Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Tears. It was so good. I really enjoyed the season. I honestly wish it was continuing. I would have watched another season, honestly. I think the Emmy showed that everyone would have watched more. Yeah, so. Yeah. Six, because it was um six seasons. Each episode was like 25 minutes to 30 minutes, and it was only like 14 episodes mm, max. Anyway. And I was like, oh my god, like, I want more. I want totally. so much more. But it was really good. Um, I really enjoyed this season. So it's, of course, in my top ten. Yeah. Big What's your out. number five? My number five is The Mandalorian. And oh, nice. I think it would be higher, but we still have two more episodes. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. But so far, I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. this season. I mean, the buildup of each week is so exciting. Mm-hmm. And I think this season is really expanding the Mandalorian universe into the wider Star Wars canon. And all the new characters are very exciting. And I'm going to stop talking about it because we talk about it every week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you're number four. 
my number four, you talked about it, it's What We Do in the Shadows. Hell yeah! Season two came out this year. This is probably my, like, new favorite show I discovered this year that's going to be continuing yeah. on. Yeah. It, I've never laughed this hard at a show. It's hilarious. It's so funny. I want to rewatch it just thinking about it. If you're looking for a really niche show, this is it. What We Do in the Shadows. What We so Do in the good. Shadows. So good. Okay. Number three. Okay. What, what's up? My number three is The Umbrella Academy Season 2. Rock and Roll Man. I, I watched both seasons this year, actually. Oh, right. Season you started one. it this year. And then uh, that way we watched Season 2 together. It was so good. I love it. I love it because I miss Stranger Things so much. This is a good fix. This was a good fix. This is good in the realm. And I think they progress with each season. Mm-hmm. I think everything gets better with each episode and season and storylines and plot. Totally. So I'm really proud of their progress. I love the cast. Yeah. So I can't wait for season three. I'm really excited that Elliot Page is going to continue on as Vanya. Absolutely. I think it, it's I, perfect. I'm really excited. And... The, to see what he does. The cast and the production crew are very supportive. Which is awesome. This so week. I think yeah. it'll be great. It's going to be exciting. I think they'll, exciting. yeah, take it as their advantage and make it amazing. Yeah. So, very exciting. Totally. What's your number three? My number three is The Crown season four. Nice. This The Crown. Wait, I, wait. Is The Crown not on yours? It is. It's number four. Did we skip number four? What was your number four? My number four, number four was what we do in the shadows. You we skipped, skipped my number we skipped, four. So your number four was The Crown. Yes, so my number four is The Crown season four. And my number three is The Crown season four. Great. We talked We talked about The Crown already. Yes, yes. We know we love it. But it's probably the best season so far of The Crown. Absolutely. I agree. That's yeah. why it's so high up on my list. So what was your number three? Uh, the Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, Academy season. Okay, so we're on to number two. Yes, yeah, so what's your number two? My number two. This may shock some people. My number two is The Last Dance. Bro, me too! Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Dude, The Last Dance is so, so good. good. I was like... We're talking about the Michael Jordan documentary. Yes, it was amazing. <laughs> I, I watched it twice in a row it and then a so third time. It was so good. I, I watched it in our big big room, big TV, while everyone was still working or oh. doing classes. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm watching this. This is full it. sound. I need to know what is happening with the 96 Bulls. It I am Scotty so Pippen, good. Dennis Rodman, the MJ. It was so good. So good. If... I, so, I'm not a huge basketball fan. I think I know probably, I like, I know enough to, like, be excited about basketball yeah. and watch a game. And I'm a big Pacers fan, so anytime the Pacers were in the documentary, I got really excited. But I don't think you have to be a basketball fan to like no, this. No, I don't think so either. I think it's just, like, the way they it's did well it. Made. I was stressed. Like, I knew the outcomes. Yeah. And I was like, I'm stressed rewatching this. So, like, but it was fascinating to see what went behind every game, every practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was some drama between There's players so and um, A lot we their managers know. and owners and stuff like that. So, yeah. it was very interesting and fascinating. If, um, because we were. We were born in 97, so mm-hmm. we, but, like, anyone who's alive in the 90s, you know the Chicago Bulls. Yes. And seeing it play out and seeing how just absolutely astronomical this team and Michael Jordan was is incredible to watch. And, like, absolutely. I really liked how it was done. So it, each episode focused basically on, like, a season, and you saw how they went from, like, Chicago Bulls was, like, this kind of boring team yeah chilling mj joins they start winning 
and then they just keep winning and get better and better and better until the team implodes. And then every time, like, people were like, oh, MJ's tired, he's not the best, or if he leaves, they're screwed, or if this happens, they're screwed, and they kept proving them wrong. MJ would take any slight and just rub it yeah. back in their faces. He was he's probably the most competitive person I've he's ever like seen. He's like superhuman. He's insane. It was insanity. Yeah. But yeah, cuz I always remember like in France, people were always they loved the Bulls. Like a lot of my family members that are like older who grew up during that time, sure. they're always like, "Oh, we love the Bulls. That's our favorite team. Like if you go back to the US, can you bring back some Bulls merch or gear?" And I'm like, "Why the Bulls?" Yeah. Like why not you guys good, love them so much? Right yeah, I yeah. was like, they're like not great, you know, like. But they went to Paris. Like, yeah, and yeah. and then watching this, I was like, oh, I get it. Totally, I get it. You guys are still in that time period, yeah. and you just love them because French people love Michael Jordan and they love the Bulls. And this, I don't think they'll ever not love them. This um, documentary, it has like Barack Obama mm-hmm. is in it, Bill Clinton is in it, and they talk about just how this team. And this star player took basketball and made it a worldwide Mm -hmm. spectator event. And how everyone knew Michael Jordan by the end of the 90s. And he just completely surpassed any expectations. It's a great documentary. It's really good. I think it's on Netflix now. I watched it on ESPN. Me too. I watched it on ESPN. But I'm pretty sure it's on It is on Netflix. It was top 10 things at some point. It's so It's really good. Highly recommend. Yeah. It's so dramatic. So, we're on our number one. Since we have the same number two, what's your number one? My number one. Let me guess. It's. Can I guess? Yeah. I, did you read it? No. Oh, okay. Can yeah. I guess? Yeah. The Queen's Gambit. Duh! <laughs> it's the Queen's Gambit. That shit is so good. That, I mean, I wear turtlenecks and winged eyeliner just so I can pretend I'm Beth Harmon. It, it's a mini series on Netflix. I don't think I talked about it too greatly on this podcast. I think you did. Did I? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll slow <laughs> like my roll. We have a solid 15 minute section of I'll the Queen's Gambit. Slow my roll down then. Um, but if you haven't watched The Queen's Gambit, please watch The Queen's Gambit. Like, I cannot stress how phenomenal this show is. It's so good. Anya Taylor Joy, thank you so much for blessing us with I'm, your presence. I need to watch it yeah. as well. I want to learn chess. Good luck. It I, takes it takes years I don't, to be a pro. I know. Um, it's well, really hard. But I believe in you. Thank you. I have faith. If um. you could see her face right now, <laughs> you would know. Um, what's our number one? My number one is The Mandalorian <laughs> season two. I know we're not done. Yeah. But I just get so excited for each episode, and I, I surprisingly, I love waiting a week for the next episode. Okay pumps me up and I'm like sure. ooh what's gonna happen and that way like I don't like just watch it all back to back yeah. I like to like just like wait for it be stressed be nervous it reminds me of Game of Thrones yes when we'd wait week for week for so it so it's like a whole event like yeah. the whole week you're like alright three more days until Mendo or like we plan our day for Mando. We're like okay this is our plan we're gonna watch Mando at this time we're it's so exciting so, it's very the energy it is is a really good season i really love this season so far and Mm -hmm. i'm excited for it to keep going so i think definitely the mandalorian is my number one of top 2020 shows hell yes for sure um do you have any notable mentions um i said what i need to watch queen's gambit and watchmen 
Oh, Watchmen came out last year. Well, I still need to watch it. Everyone should watch Watchmen. So, it's still on my list. And then a special mentions to Love is Blind and Too Hot to Handle. Next. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, my special mentions, uh, I got Tiger King. Yeah, okay. I, the only reason, I, it's not, I don't think it was the best thing ever, but the hype around it was just so fun. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, it was a great distraction during yeah. quarantine. Me and my family watched it all in a day. Um, I have Little Fires Everywhere. It's a yeah. great miniseries yes. yes. on Hulu. Highly recommend. And then I have the Euphoria special. Yeah. It would probably be in my top ten. I just, it's only one episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah, we can't count it. But if you love Euphoria, this episode that just came out is so unique, but it is breathtaking it's emotional mm-hmm. and it takes place all in a diner and you really feel for rue and just how the show's going as a whole very good great stuff nice those are all our shows all our shows next we have top music, music albums of 2020 this was hard actually this was really easy for me this was hard for me because i listened to a lot of singles yeah or, like, a lot of playlists. I realized I listened to more albums this year. So That's this good. Was, this was yeah. pretty easy. All right. So let's rock and roll. All right. So, top ten. Uh, number ten for you. Ten, I have Fetch the Bolt Cut. <laughs> Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Out. I'm sorry. I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> oh, my God. Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. Nice. Uh, it's a great album. When did It's you- unique. Yeah. It's very unique. When did you start listening to it? I only started listening to it, like, a few weeks ago. Okay. okay. I, I play I started playing it when I was working, but it, it could get a little distracting. Yeah. But it's a just a really intricate album, and, sh- like, if you really listen to lyrics, it's it gets dark at mm-hmm. times, but I think she's a really good musician. Nice. So. Good. Props to Fiona. Nice. What's your number 10? Uh, my number 10 is... After Hours by The Weeknd. It's a good one. It's really good. Yeah. So, I started listening to it when it came out. I don't remember. I don't Earlier either. in 2020? I feel like March, but that could be a shot in the dark. April, May? June, July? Sometime around then. Not after July. Definitely before. before. So Yeah, it's a good yeah. album. It's really good. I like it. Um, Number nine. What's your number nine? I have Super Bloom by Mr. Wives. Nice. Yes. You know I saw Mr. Wives in concert? Did you really? Yes. Where? High school. Senior year. Oh, nice. They were still very small. Yeah. And so I saw them at House of Blues. Um, I don't remember if they were opening for 21 Pilots or if I saw them on their own. Oh, cool. But I, I saw them in concert. It was really good. Were they good? Yeah, they were so good. good. So good. I would and, definitely want to see them live. And it was in a small room, so it was very, like, personal and intimate. Yeah. And they were really good. That was when they were, like, still doing, like, singles. They hadn't even, like, had a full album yet. Oh, nice. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah, this album's pretty good. Um, Like, their title song, Super Bloom, is great. Mm-hmm. And I really like Why, 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 that song. They're just, like, a good... I don't know. I really like that alternative tech... No, I don't want to call it techno, but it's, like, mm-hmm. a mix of, like, alternative with house music. Mm-hmm. And I really like. So, Super Bloom by Mr. Wise. Pretty good. Nice. Number eight. No, I didn't do my number nine. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> What's your number nine, dear? It's, it's Good News by Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, nice. I haven't yeah. actually listened to it. It's really good. Is it? There's some bops on it, so. I'm sure. She's great. It's it's really, it's really nice. Yeah. I like it. I like to walk listening to the album i walk really fast Stop being good i'm yeah. a bad bit yeah it's pretty good i think you would like it i think so so i like yeah. megan the stallion mm-hmm. 
That's really good. Okay, mad props. Okay, I'm so sorry I skipped. What's your number eight? My number eight is Ungodly Hour by Chloe and Howe. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I think I listened to it. We were still in quarantine. So it was earlier this year because I remember walking to this album. Yeah. But yeah, so it was earlier. I think it was summertime. I know um, Emily loves that album. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. I really enjoyed it. Cool. So I need to give it more of a listen to. Highly recommend. Yeah. What's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is Gaslighter by The Chicks. Nice. I was wondering if you would have them on your top ten. I really like... I'm not a country music fan personally, but Jack Antonoff produced this album, mm-hmm. so obviously I'm intrigued. And the chicks, like, they took their new image and ran with it. Mm-hmm. Like, their main song, Gaslighter, is great. Um, I like, um, jo- I said Joanna, calm down. I'm, I think I did have a stroke in that one minute because I can't remember the name of my favorite song. That's fine. I think it's like Ariana, Ariana, calm down. Ariana Grande? No. <laughs> but they have a lot of good songs. Nice. And uh, I think having Jackie and as a producer really helped make them sound more 2020 if that makes sense they sound really relevant to today nice that's good i'm glad they like march march that's another good song i'm glad they like were able to like kind of like not rebrand fully but like adapt adapt they adapted well and they are clearly enjoying it Mm -hmm. so props to the chicks that's good yeah uh what's your number seven my number seven is i'm doing it by east it they have my new favorite song at the moment which is um i want to be here Nice. And um, one of my earlier like favorite songs from this year is "Flight Path," which is also on their album. They're like a, they're like Mr. Wives. Okay. Um, so in that genre. In that genre, very or um, but like Sophie Tucker, mm-hmm. very not. I hate saying techno, but it's clearly like a lot of synths, a lot of like electronic bass, just really good, like music that builds, which is what I like. So, props to East. Nice. Yeah. Good. Good. Number seven for you. Uh, mine is The Slow Rush by Tame Impala. Did that come out this year? It did. Oh, wow. It came out, I'm pretty sure I was on the ship still. So, it was really early. Yeah. I want to say it was, like, January? Because Borderline came out... 2019. Yeah. And it was... I think it came out in January. Uh, makes sense. Nice. So, I was still on the ship listening to it. Cool. And it was... It helped me calm down a lot. So props to that album for having me chill down nice. when I was really stressed. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So yeah, what's your number six? My number six is, okay, so this album technically came out in 2019, but a deluxe version was released in 2020, so I'm counting the deluxe version. Sure. It is The Gift by Beyonce. Okay. The deluxe version, because it added Black Parade, okay. which is one of my favorite songs. Okay, sure, we'll count it. It's, like, this is, it goes in tandem with Black is King, um, one of the movies I talked about, and this album is just a coming together of so many interesting sounds and artists, or a lot of artists I've never heard of, but this being their first time on, like, a Beyonce album, they're really giving everything they got, and I'm not used to listening to African music, but this incorporates it into a kind of a pop-sounding way, so it exposes people including myself to more music and it's just a phenomenal album it's so good yeah i really enjoy it as well mm-hmm. but mm, it came out in 2019 and well black parade's <laughs> a great song <laughs> i hope it wins black parade's nominated for record of the year i feel like it should win i think it should win it's a great song i hope so yeah that would be nice uh, my number, number six? six yes my number six is notes on a conditional form 
Spies in 1975. Hell yeah. I know it's not the it's not the best album mm-hmm. that they have, mm-hmm. but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And it's perfect music um, to chill to, to walk to, which is why I like listen music to. And I listened to it when I was doing a lot of road trips this summer, and it was perfect for that, in yeah. my opinion. So I, I have good memories with it, and I still listen to it. Hell so yeah. I enjoy it. I, if I'm, it plays, I'm not going to skip it. I'm never, ever going to diss 1975. I know. I don't think I would. I don't think I've ever dissed them, because I mm. always enjoy it. I mm. would never skip one of their songs. Right. I always enjoy it. I there, like their sound. There's a few songs I would skip. <laughs> I would probably leave it on. Oh, nice. I just love that sound. Yeah. I love that vibe, so. I don't know. People, I can skip. <laughs> I think we talked about it. I... It was like, I can go back to our text and we are like, which songs would we skip on that album? Which yeah. one were our faves? I'm, like, I talked about it when we did our Spotify wrapped. Like, Five is my second artist of all time. They're definitely probably my favorite band of all time. Yet, I'm not afraid to diss this album as much. I not dis. I think they have. Better. I I have notes. No, I, I have notes for notes on a conditional form. I think they'll get their next album will be will be better. Yeah, I, I'm saying that now, but it is high on my list. So yeah. So hmm. Hmm. It's okay. okay. It's What's your I, number six? My number six is, uh, no, my number five. Did you already number six? Number six was uh, uh the gift. Okay. What's your number five? My number five is three fifteen twenty by Chinese Gambino. Oh, nice. Good one. Um, it's so interesting, because you're supposed to play it continuously, mm-hmm. and each song is broken up by, like, the um, timing of it. And I think Childish Gambino is just a phenomenal artist, and this album was a perfect quarantine album, because I could play it whenever I want. Oh, shoot, I just thought of another album that should be on here. Damn it. Well, it'll do you... Also a special mention uh, yeah, at the end. Yeah, it'll do special mention. Um, because I was thinking of another thing I listened to in quarantine. Um, but Trash Can Be Don't, once again, knocking it out of the park. Three fifteen twenty. Um, he's some great guest spots on it. Great rap album. He's so talented. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. Um, what's your number five? Uh, Positions by Ariana Grande. Hell yeah. Nice. It's really good. Nice. I, I love her music, so mm-hmm. it's always gonna be, um somewhere i don't think it's her best album what would be her your favorite of hers i think for me it's um sweetener or thank you next nice i think those two albums because she released those like pretty back to back sweetener and thank you next but i think those are my top favorites for me um but yeah this one was like it's not her best but there's some really good songs on it so i enjoy it i listen to it every day nice so you uh well number, number four, four now uh my number four is women in music part three by haim nice i love haim i think they're so good um this album is a great build-up for their past prior two albums um don't wanna phenomenal song um summer girl chef's kiss 3 a.m gasoline the hits just keep coming Nice. They, I, I love Haim. I think they're phenomenal. I know. A lot of people like them, so yeah. they're good. Um, Anna, they, Haim was Anne's top artist, mm-hmm. and she was in the point zero one percent oh, of their damn. top list. So I think she only listens to I, Haim. I watch her on Spotify. She listens I think, to them often. I think she's, that's yeah. the only thing she listens to. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. So good. I love, I love walking to their music because they have really good bass lines. Yeah. 
and it just gets me really hyped up. So, big fan. Nice. Love it. Recommend it. Number four for you. It's Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. It's, I haven't listened to it yet. I just started listening to it, and I really like it. Yeah? It's a different vibe. Nice. But I like the smiley. I'm glad she's finding her voice. And it's uh, it's rock, and I think that fits her mm-hmm. pretty well. Pretty well. She's, all, she, she's a secret rocker. But she also has this, like, 80s vibes to it, and I'm a sucker for 80s music. Totally. So, I don't know. I think she did really well with this album. Good. And the song Plastic Hearts on that album is probably my favorite. Oh, nice. There's also Midnight Sky on it and Prisoner, which is really good. So, I don't know. I think you should listen to Plastic Hearts. I want to. I, I really, really do. Like it. Yeah. It's well done, Miley. Well done. Hell yeah. Okay. Uh, your number three. My number three is Chromatica. Me too! Is it really? Hell yeah. Miss Gaga. This what? is, I think, my favorite album by hers. Okay. That's good. I'm trying to think of if I like Born This Way better. I think I like Joanne. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Joanne or this one? She, like, it's a great album to listen to continuously because mm-hmm. there's kind of, not a storyline, but they flow really yeah. well together. I would run to this album mm-hmm. and it would get my heart rate up and it just gets you high. It's really good. Yeah. I think, and the whole aesthetic was just fun. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was Lady Gaga for Halloween, Heck, so. I have no complaints. Gr- Ladies and gentlemen, she killed it. She is my queen. She killed it. I love Lady Gaga. And I'm glad she kind of had a rebound, because I know... Me too. She had a hard time. She had a hard time. Her past couple albums haven't done that well, just no. sales-wise. So, And this one really felt like she found her groove again. Yeah, so I love it. Me we too. are stands. We stand. Okay, number two. Number two. I know I just talked shit about it. My number two is no, it's not a conditional form. <laughs> <laughs> when I say I'm a loyal 1975 fan, I'm a loyal, loyal 1975 yeah. fan. I mean, this has some of my favorite songs. Like, If You're Too mm-hmm. Shy is definitely... In my top There's five some good all time. Beats. Birthday, uh, the birthday party, yeah. me and you together song, so good. I think my issue with this album is that there's a lot of filler mm-hmm. that you have to get to get to the real nitty gritty. Like I, my favorite album by them is I like it when you're sleep for you're so mm-hmm. beautiful yet so unaware because every song is really like an up and down ride, and this one feels like there's a lot of flatlining in between each of the high moments. Mm-hmm. Which, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, a long drive, mm-hmm. uh, walking, and you kind of want that, uh, like, ethereal uh, feel going on. Yeah, this is a great one, but I I like it best when they're reaching mm-hmm. and really going for it. Except for people. I don't like people, the song by them. Not okay. just, like, we'll, the general we'll people. We'll pretend it's not there. Um, <laughs> I, that's, like, one I always get. It's just a lot for me. But they can do no wrong. They can yeah. do no wrong in my eyes. I love, I love you, Maddie. <laughs> uh, your number two. My number two is Folklore Hell by yeah. Taylor Swift. Because I knew it would be your number one. <laughs> so I was like, let me switch it up. And that way we have different number ones. <laughs> it's that. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I haven't, I think we've talked about Folklore and Taylor Swift a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it is my number one spoiler. Yeah. Right? And I will, I won't I'm talk sorry, about it anymore. I'm sorry I spoiled it. it no, but... you don't have to spoil it. Yeah, don't worry about it. I think everyone expected it to be your number one, and um, but I mean it's so good. If you looked at my Spotify Wrapped, I mean me too. It's she's my number one, so I I mean 
I have no, like, I don't think I need to explain myself or why it's so high. No. So, a full core amazing album, Taylor Swift, amazing, so. I simply am just gonna let you listen to every prior podcast to see why it's number one on yes. my list. Um, what's number one on your list? My number one on my list is Future Nostalgia. That's a good album. By Dua Lipa. Yeah. I think that's the one that I've listened to the most. Mm-hmm. Um, it has great songs, and that's one of, one album where... I don't think I would skip any songs on there. It's great. They're all pretty good and stellar. And li- it all fits. Mm-hmm. And I like this vibe. I like this groove. They're all danceable. And I love danceable songs. Mm-hmm. So, great job, Dua Lipa. I'm impressed. Hell yeah. I'm impressed. I like this album. Her aesthetic is also, I feel like, very interesting. Yeah, she's, she's very, very like, cool. futuristic. Yeah. She's great. It was, it was really good. And I feel like if she went on tour, I would go see her. Oh, does she? I bet she'd be great live. I think she would be good live. So, yeah. anyways, Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. I think it came out ooh, May, June. That seems right. Yeah. Because I remember when Don't Start Now was a big single. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what's your number one? <laughs> I th- I th- I just said it. It's folklore. <laughs> Again, I won't. I won't. Any final won't thoughts bo- on um, it? On folklore? Yeah. I think this is Rolling Stone mm-hmm. named it its number one album of twenty one out mm-hmm. of like 50 albums mm-hmm. i saw i was looking at that article to figure out which albums i was forgetting i'm not saying i have great taste no <laughs> but to see the fact that it's getting the recognition i think it deserves is really awesome yeah because i didn't realize how much i wanted an album that would like lyrically touch on all these things and i think the lyrics are just stunning very good I th- she put a lot of hard work into it mm. and it shows and like you said i'm glad she's getting recognized for it because she really deserves it totally she's it, been through a lot she's been through a lot and it's also nice to know that because now she's 30 and she, like you don't have to be young and youthful to have all these feelings so mm-hmm. if these feelings will continue on you'll just get better about putting them into words which exactly. is exactly nice now very proud of her mm-hmm um, also, I think on the Rolling Stone top 2020 albums, they had Chromatica as their number three. Chromatica, um, Fetch the Bolt Cutters as their number two. Yeah. So. And I think Future Nostalgia was on there. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. So we, <laughs> it's well, pretty wi- similar. Women in Music was yeah. on there. Um, no, it's not a Positions, conditional form. Positions. Positions is on it. There, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's not a conditional form was not on it. Ungodly Hour was on it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I think so. Um, nice. All right. Rock so those were top albums yeah. of 2020. Um, I wanted to give my quick note mention. I really, this would, this would have been on my top 10 was, uh, run the jewels album, RTJ four. Oh yeah. I listened to it because it came out when the black lives matter protest was taking a real, um, was like probably at its peak mm-hmm. this summer and listening to their album as a white person, I felt like I was getting more information, just another avenue to, you know, learn. And they just put a lot of things into words in a way I didn't expect. And it's a really great album. So thanks for the jewels. Nice. Yeah. Good. All right. So next up, final category is our top reads of 2020. Yes. So again, these are not necessarily books that came out in 2020. It's just our favorite books that we read yes. in 2020. This was so hard for me. I It was pretty hard. Just remembering everything that I read, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I have a list in this actual notebook of everything I read yeah. this Oh, my year. God. Amazing. Um, All right. So, um, uh, what's your number 10? My number 10 is a book we just talked about is A Promised Land. Nice. By Mr. Barack Obama. Nice, nice. 
it's um i won't go into too much details but we went yeah we talked about it it's great a lot and if you have the time highly recommend nice yeah your number 10 my number 10 is the the vanishing half by Britt Bennett. Yeah. It's the one there where there's like twins and they both want to live their little town in Louisiana and then kind of like separate and one of the sisters just like kind of like ghosts her family and the other sister and it's the story about the other twin, you know, coming back home and trying to figure out what happened to her other sister. And then you found out a lot of secrets and how one of the sisters just wanted to differentiate herself and mm-hmm. just not feel like, kind of detach herself from her yeah. family and her past. And, like, because she felt shame about it and mm-hmm. somehow. So, it was just very interesting. I and there was a, There was some fun twists. Nice. And I liked um, the characters. So, yeah. So, The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Nice. Very good. Recommend. What's your number nine? Um, my number nine is A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tolls. Nice. Um, it's a great quarantine book. Mm-hmm. It's about a Russian aristocrat who is forced to live out the remainder of his days in a very fancy exclusive hotel in Moscow um, because he, it takes place after the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia. So it starts like 1920s, goes all the way to 1960s, I believe. But he's this aristocrat who at this point in Russia would have been put to death because he's part of the aristocracy of the prior administration. Um, but he's allowed to stay alive. He's just on house arrest in Russia. And he gets to live out the rest of his life in this stunning hotel where he meets all these characters. He is this really charming, upbeat man. And it's seeing a character stuck in one place for the rest of his life is really poignant to what's going on. And the fact that he keeps his, you know, energy, his love, his excitement is just very empowering and it's a beautifully written book. Highly recommend. Nice. Good. I've said highly recommend probably 18 times at this point. Yeah, same. Just we recommend every- everything. Just assume everything is on that I highly recommend. Except the undoing. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, um, you're number nine. My number nine is Normal People by mm. Sally Rooney. It was yeah. also a show this year Great book. on Hulu. I did not watch the show yet. The show's good. But I really enjoyed the book. It's a very short read, but I really enjoyed it um it's a it's just basically dialogue yeah um which is really good so yeah normal people it's a very short book irish 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 people very irish what's your number eight my number eight is on earth we're briefly gorgeous by ocean oh yes i remember um this is another really short book it i talked about it Mm -hmm. so i won't go into too much detail but it is very emotional it's the a son writing a letter to his mom who can't read. Um, they're Vietnamese immigrants, and he talks about growing up in the United States as an immigrant. And it's from a point of view I've never really read before. Beautifully written. Because the writer, Ocean Vuong, he's a poet. And you see that come through in the book, in the dialogue. And it's a beautiful read. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Your number eight? My number eight is The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. This is almost on my top ten. Um, by Susan Collins. Mm-hmm. So this is about President Snow and his beginnings. From Hunger Games, by the Coriolanus way. Coriolanus Snow. So it's kind of like a, a prequel to The Hunger Games mm-hmm. and how like that got started and how the games are where they were at when we started The Hunger Games. So mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool, interesting to see how... The villain became the villain. Yeah. Like, how he always was. And what kind of, like, was his tipping point, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, his really, like, okay, 
this is me now. This is what I'm going to do. Because he was always very ambitious, very confident, and he knew what he wanted to achieve. And it was a very interesting um, perspective and point of view. And yeah, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Because you... He's the protagonist mm-hmm. in this book, mm-hmm. which is kind of hard to fathom. Yeah. But it's a really... It works. It works. You believe it, it. It works. I liked it. So... Great book. Yeah. What's your number seven? My number seven is City of Girls by Elizabeth nice. Bank. Uh, great novel. This is the same author who did Eat, Pray, Love. Mm-hmm. So this is a fictional novel. It's not a memoir like the other book. She's written some other fiction, too, but this takes place in 1940s New York, where this young girl, Vivian, gets kicked out of college, so she moves in with her aunt, who is a theater director here in New York City in the 1940s, and it just follows her journey through New York City, and it's, this is another one I didn't realize, but it's written as a letter to someone in the future that's not revealed until kind of later in the book who she's writing to and why this person's in her life, but the character Vivian is really interesting because she's like ditzy and kind of asshole in ways but the more she grows up because it goes all the way into her like 80s you see how she matures and how she grows and how that falls in tandem with how most people are and it was also just nice to read about new york city because this was i started i read it when i was back home in indiana and getting to see new york city through these eyes and these different time periods was just really enchanting and makes you fall in love with theater all over again I, I was still in ever, love if with If you theater. ever needed another boost, yeah. Um, you're number seven. No, my number seven is The Henna Artist by oh, yeah. Al-Kajashi. Yeah. It's really good. I wasn't, I was, I didn't know what to expect when reading this, but it's about um, this henna artist in India mm-hmm. and um, how, like, henna artists are seen and how they, like, because she, most of her clients are um, rich and kind of like aristocrat in the Indian system. Mm-hmm. That's, I guess it's a very complicated system to explain. And I don't know a lot about India. Sure. So this book taught me a lot, especially um, with henna artists and all the the system and the rules in place in the society they live mm-hmm. in and the history. And there's a lot of rules they have to follow in order to be respected mm-hmm. or like to be part of this group or these people. And there's a lot of drama and she kind of has this unconventional past that she's trying to hide so she will be accepted with okay. her clients and what? her reputation. Did you say what time period it takes place in? I can't remember, okay. but I think it's the 1960s. Gotcha, gotcha. 50s. Around that time. It looks really interesting. It's very interesting. It's short, mm-hmm. but it, it keeps moving. Like, it's very fast-paced, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it. I was surprised. It's really good. Yeah. I think you would like it. I want to ch- Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. So, yeah. So, that was my number seven. Mm-hmm. What's your number six? My number six is The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Nice. Um, also it, a movie. It's a mainstream movie. movie's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I read this um, during the summer um, after George Floyd was murdered. And I really wanted to learn more about, like, I needed to know more about what was going on with the Black Lives Matter protest and just raising awareness. And this book, it, while it is YA, I think it's probably written mm-hmm. for high schoolers. So, yes, I love The Hit You Give by Angie Thomas. Everyone, I think, should probably read this book. 
For sure. Yeah. And I think it's a good segue into my number six, which is A Promised Land Mm -hmm. by Barack Obama. Again, I've been reading this as the same time as watching The West Wing. So, I don't know, I'm making a lot of connections and telling me I don't understand a lot of things and what's going on in politics right now. Again, like American politics is very confusing sometimes and complicated. So, this book that he writes helps me a lot and he is so good at explaining and writing everything. Definitely. And he makes it interesting and entertaining. Great and writer. Great to read. So I highly recommend his book. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, what's your number five? My number five is Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. Nice. Great. I need to read it. Great Greek mythology book. Um, it's kind of a take on the Iliad, focusing on Achilles and the Battle of Troy. And it's his relationship with... Um, Patroclus? Patroclus? Yes. I don't know how to pronounce a lot of these Greek Parag- No. I don't... Something. And I read a lot of these Greek books, and I do not know how to pronounce any of them. Have you watched Troy? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies I'm, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. It's so good! Maybe I'll check it out for you. Maybe I'll check it out. This book... You should read this book, then. I know. I want to. But this movie? Uh, it's, the cast? It's great stuff. Madeline Miller is going to appear on my list again. She's a great re- story reteller. Mm-hmm. She takes these Greek myths and tells them in a way that makes them really interesting to an audience in this day and age. And I think the relationship between Patroclus, uh, <laughs> Fuck. Achilles and... We're going to call him Pat yeah. right now. <laughs> Um, their relationship is stunning, and I think that will be, like, I think that's a great love story. Awesome. Highly recommend. So, my number five is Dune by Frank Herbert. Herbert? Is it Herbert or Herbert or Herbert? I think it's Herbert. I think it's Herbert. Anyways. Dune. I was prepping for Dune movie Uh to come out. Yeah. So, I was like, I need to... Let's get a move on. I need to read this book before it comes out. Lo and behold, it's not coming out it's until not... next October. I feel so devastated for you. And myself. Yeah. I really wanted this movie. So, I mean, the book is amazing. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to read Dune Messiah next, but I'm going to wait a little bit because um, mm-hmm. I have way more time now. Yeah. So I'm probably going to reread Dune, then read Dune Messiah. Get, more, um, get you more hype for the movie. Yeah, so yeah. I'm very excited. Highly recommend. It's a great sci-fi book. And there's so many books. So many books. So many, yeah. Boy did not quit. All right, number four. Number four. Um, I have Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Moss. Nice. It, this is a phenomenal fantasy book. So good. Um, It is lengthy. She's lengthy. Yes. But I'm so excited for to be in this world. I think it's going to be really gripping. She just... And She's just so wonderful at world building, character developing, this, developing. And this book has so much world building. Yes, yeah, so much. It's a lot it's, of world building. And I'm excited. But once you get into the plot, it moves beautifully. And I just really enjoyed, like, Bryce is the heroine, the protagonist, and she's probably my favorite protagonist of Sarah J. Moss's mm-hmm, book so mm-hmm. far. She's really different in the way that she, you would think of her as a mean party girl, but she's got a lot of depth to her. She's very inquisitive. She's smart. She's strong. And I'm very excited to continue reading on to these books. Me too. I'm excited that you love this book. Yeah. So, hell yeah. What's your number four? My number four is Golden Sun by Pierce Brown, part of the Red Rising. Yes. Um, five books so far. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, like, one more book. 
But a Golden Sun is the second book, and I love it. That's it's Golden so Sun's good. my favorite of them. So I think far. we've read we've talked a lot about Red Rising on this podcast. We have, yeah. But Golden Sun, yeah, so good. It's it's the goat. What's your number three? Num- my number three is Circe by Madeline Miller. Um, another Greek retelling book. <laughs> um, this is it takes place more. I would say, like, in the storyline of the Odyssey, mm-hmm. but it involves a lot of other Greek myths. Like, you have Jason, you have um, Perseus. A lot of Greek heroes come into play, but the main oh. character is Circe. All those characters are also part, like, characters of Percy Jackson. <laughs> it's funny how that works out. <laughs> I was like, Perseus? Funny. Jason? Funny. It's weird. What a coincidence. Uh, um, but you meet the gods in this way. You... You see how vengeful they are, and I. This book is just phenomenal because she's this really strong. Cersei it is this really strong outcast because she's a witch. She's the first mm-hmm. kind of magical being. They don't think of her really as a goddess. She's super powerful, but she's diminished. And you get to see how she interacts with all these incredible figures who are maybe not that incredible. Yeah, it's a so good. So you don't have they're standalone books, right? Yeah, Son of Achilles and they, Cersei. They talk about each other. Okay, nice. And they take place in the same world. But you don't have to read a certain one before the other one. No, not that's at all. nice. That's good. We like that. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Dark Age by Pierce Brown. Oh. Which is number five of, of the the Red Rising books. What? I think Dark Age is his most like deepest darkest book. So far. Nice. Like, it's, uh, like, nice. you really see, you really, throughout these books, you see him grow a lot as an author. Mm-hmm. I can't say anything because you have read, I haven't need, read I it yet. Read it. I need to read and it. And a lot happens. Okay, But it is an intense book. I'm so stoked. It, it's really intense. And I love it. It grips you in. And I was like, ooh. Because Iron Gold, which is right before, sets you up for this. Mm-hmm. And then in Dark Ages, when it's happened, you're like, oh, shit. And then... I, um, shit's gonna hit the fan in the yeah, last book. I can't wait. But yeah, so that's my number three. Mm-hmm. Your number two. Number two. What's... Uh, another Sarah J. Moss. I'm such a. I'm such oh a yeah, because you read them this I, year. This is the first year I read A Court of Thorns and Roses. So my number two is A Court of Mist and Fury. Nice. The second I love book. that book. I like. Can't, I like. I would like always want to go back and reread it. So I wanted to include them, but I was like, I read them, in. 2017. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. This is like, you've been with him for a few years. Yes, yes. This is my first rodeo. Yeah, it's so good. I'm jealous that you get to include them on your list. (laughs) They're really good. They're so good. I understand people have a lot of gripe with them. I do think that's because they've just gotten so popular. Yeah. The higher the popularity, the more uh, dissenters that are going to arise. But I like, I remember I went to three bookstores to find this. I know, but like when I read them, People were like, what is that? Like, what are you reading? Never heard of this. TikTok, once again. Yeah, and I was like, shit up. I wouldn't say what I was reading because people were like, what are you reading? Like, what is this? And it's, now it's like, oh my God. And I was like, well, take it or leave it. You should have listened to me when I said it was good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantasy book. Yes. Um, and I think if you like fantasy, this is a great series. Yeah. And you don't like romance, but you like these books. I really like this book. I think it's the fate part and the powers. They have a lot of fighting and, the, and a lot of romance. The magic building. So much world building. So, and I'm so excited for A Court of Silver Flames. Me too. Coming out in February. So excited. All right. So my number two is 
Morning Star by Pierce Brown. Oh my god! <laughs> so, I read them all this year, and they're all my favorite books now. I thought you liked Golden Sun better. Um, I think I like Morning. I always like the last one. Okay. Because I finale. consider I consider Red Rising, um, Golden Sun, and Morning Morning Star together. They're and a trilogy. Then yeah. Iron Gold, Dark Age, and Mystery Novel. Will be it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Again, so good. Because it's, like, resolutions, war, battles, finale. I love the grandeur of finales. Yeah. Big words. The finales. Um, Okay, your number one. My number one is Daisy Jones and the Six. (laughs) I was, like... I was looking at... I don't know if you saw. I was looking at my bookshelf. Okay, I I thought you were thinking. I was, like, it's written right here. (laughs) No, I'm looking... Because some other books caught my eye. Yeah. Um, But Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid is definitely my favorite book. It is, it's about a band in the 70s, and <laughs> it's told like it's an, a bunch of oral oh, interviews. It's the band book, yeah. It's, I, so I'm a huge rock and roll fan. No way. Shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> nothing but ruinous in this room today. <laughs> um, and it gives you a real glimpse into their lives, and all the characters are really, they're fucked up. Like, they're, mm-hmm. but you go with them through the struggles, and you really feel for them. And Daisy Jones, who's the main, kind of the main character, she's so fascinating in her own regard because to the public she clearly appears as one thing, but as she's talking in the book, you realize she's this whole other thing. And I cannot speak more highly of this book. I think everyone should read it. I finished it in like a day because I couldn't put it down. And if you like... I need ro- to read it. You would love it. Really good. If you like rock and roll, highly recommend. If you just like interesting writing... This is a new perspective. <laughs> nice. So, Daisy Jones 6, Taylor Jenkins Reid. Mwah. Perfect. Yeah. Love it. Nice, good, good number one for yeah. your 2020 books. What's your number one? My number one is Crescent City Hell by Sarah J. Moss, which we've already talked a lot about, but I love this book. I'm so excited to read more of her stories and worlds, and I'm so glad she just keeps writing more books, because I will read them all. Yeah. I've read them. All her books I've read. They're... All of them. You have. You really have. Literally all of her books. I've been a fan since uh, she first started. I cherish her books so much. Um, Dare I say they've changed my life. (laughs) But um, I'm very proud that I really like this book. So yay 2020. It's been a really good book year. Yay. In my opinion. Lots of books. A lot of great And I'm so glad I had time to read more books this year. Same. Um, Very grateful for that. Do you have any Um, honorable mentions? Uh, the rest of the Red Rising books. So, Red Rising and Iron Gold. I see you. I hear you. I love you. Oh, my God. <laughs> what about you? I know you have a lot. I have so many. Um, um maybe you can write an article and we'll attach it. I mean, <laughs> I... Bio. I mean, I've debated doing, like, my top 50 list. Oh, my God. <laughs> can you please write it? And, I'll write it out. And we'll post it. We'll... Sure. Set, we'll attach a link. Sure. I would I would just like to give a quick shout-out to The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Oh, yes. Uh, I really want to read that e. one. By V.E. Schwab. I think everyone should read it. Um, I also want to give a big shout-out to the Red Rising series mm-hmm. because you introduced them to me. I love all of them. Really love Golden Sun. That mm-hmm. so far has been my favorite. Um, also, shout-out to Six of Crows by Leo oh, yes. Bardugo. yes. You just this year. Um, Ninth House by oh, Leo Ninth Bardugo. House is so good. Ninth, I think that, I, like, I, think I, like, I think Ninth House I liked better. Than Six of Crows. Just because I'm so too. I think think I'm going to bump it somewhere in my top ten. Yeah. It's so good. And then I'd also like to give just the briefest shout out to Beloved by Toni Morrison. This Mm -hmm. is the first time I really dug into Toni Morrison. And 
this book swept me. And I think it should be a mandatory read. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. This, this has, has been so long. <laughs> this has been so long and so fun. Uh, this has been our 2020 entertainment recap. Yeah. Um, London to Brooklyn wrapped. <laughs> we'll be back for season two in 2021, yeah. early January. Um, happy holidays. Uh, stay safe. Um, yeah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, yeah. Happy New Year. Um, um, hope we brought you some joy in this weird time. And we hope to bring you more in the next year. We'll definitely bring you more. And we'll also, we might bring you a vaccine. Who knows? Woo-hoo! Thank you all for your support. Thank you. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Ciao.